Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. My name is Dave Hanrady, and there will be no encore. Welcome to episode 110 of the No Encore Music Podcast. As noted on episode 109 last week, uh, a few days ago, rather, I suppose, we interviewed Delorentos. Kieran and Roe from the band came into the studio, and we found ourselves so consumed by their charisma. It went very well. Yeah. That we talk of gnomes. <laughs> that we thought, um, talk of all vineyards, gnomes, uh, they almost broke up at the end of it. Yeah, but they, we went places. But they decided to stay together for the kids. We might be breaking up. It's <laughs> a lot happened. All of a lot happened. And we decided it would be better to actually present it as its own separate episode. And to be fair, I mean, I think, despite the fact that we didn't give True Surrender a proper review on the previous episode, because we felt that would have been a little bit disingenuous, given that we're fairly close to the band at this mm-hmm. stage, we are fans of the album, and we're fans of the band, and I kind of feel like this is a really good album, and they're in a very interesting period of their career. That, and they were very, very honest with us as well, which was cool. So we just thought, like, best to just present it as is and mm. kind of give it its own kind of separate standalone episode. And that's why, that's what this episode is. So uh, Craig and Colm have agreed with me. Yes, for <laughs> once. We were all very much in, yeah, concurrence, which is odd. Yeah, they, they walked out and I was like, you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> and then Colm was like, pints? And I was like, that can still happen? Yeah, it's still going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, it, ain't, it ain't going up. It's going down. And it's going down right now. This is Delorento's as part of your beloved No Encore podcast. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna crack open a can for old times' Let's sake and celebration and rub them on our faces. Woo! <laughs> of uh, Delorento's warm. upcoming fifth album, 
True Surrender, which drops on the 27th of April. Mm-hmm. So, indeed. Yes, cheers. Congratulations. Congratulations, boys. <laughs> I'm clapping, but that's because nobody has to. Oh, yeah. I was clapping the, the steel <laughs> clapping can. The can. That's not how <laughs> clapping works. Though. As ever it's with going, these things, it's, it's always a kind of a long process, and they're sitting on it, and there's, you know, just waiting about. Dawson. Finally getting it out there. Yeah. yeah. The relief always like this <laughs> well, it's the fifth time you've been through this process I suppose what's it like this there one? is a greater sense of relief um, this time even though there is always as you say there is always a sense of relief but um, yeah it's been a long time um, coming and was yeah, uh, I suppose the most challenging process for that reason you know um, we've chatted about this before and we'll annoy people more with it but like it, our lives are more complex and it was you know harder to get time together and to, and to make it happen but for that reason it was it's been more rewarding to get to the finish line and more complex lives I think have led to more kind of introspection and um, more interesting yeah, music yeah, hopefully uh, yeah hopefully and it's definitely it's yeah. definitely a thing that the harder you work at something and the more you put into it that when it comes out and you feel like you've kind of uh, realise it I suppose if mm. that's a good phrase um, then when it when it comes then you kind of say like this, the pride and the kind of uh, you feel like you've earned it and it just it feels it feels rich to you you know can I just say um, about a week ago I spoke to Ronan and to Neil for a feature for Joe.ie which should be live by about Monday I, I would reckon and I kind of asked him around the same question and I hold in my hand at the transcript of uh, <laughs> Ronan's answer which what is, an odd thing to do to someone you're interviewing as, as here's you what you see, previously said as, as you can see five minutes he spoke for five <laughs> minutes unbroken and I was and you very politely kept saying no this is fine <laughs> I Get was, down off the table, Rona. I was absolutely transfixed. It was amazing. So there you That's go. That's good. And I must say, like, fair play on condensing that down into about. Well, I think that was an unusually <laughs> lucid day. It's not one of those days, no. so I apologise in advance. It's not the usual interview process. It's just like the answers get more and more distilled, and by the very end, you're just like one line for everything. Yeah, it was great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that it's funny because you do. I don't know. I don't know if, it, if it's the way that everyone's in a kind of a creative headspace how it works but for bands it can be very very you're entirely writing an album this process is writing 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 now obviously this is these things kind of it's a little bit of gigs and a little bit of whatever but you are writing loads then you are mixing and whatever preparing for your release so you're in like a different headspace which can be quite uh, I guess in the in the kind of mixing and deciding in the post-production phase it's quite specific and technical and you kind of analyse and overanalyze and whatever and then you release the album and then you talk about it in a hundred different ways yeah. while trying not to repeat yourself and trying not to be, or trying to be sort of interesting. And, yeah. you know, it, and it ends up being kind of a funny process. But it also ends up as being that kind of thing where you're trying to explain it to people who are hearing it for the first time, right? Mm. Whereas presumably you have heard every note of every song. They yeah. didn't play How half many it. times just from <laughs> mixing and mastering and so on, so on. Well, no, it was like that great story of, I think it was Scott Walker was at uh, kind of a listening session with journalists for one of his own albums. And like, you know, there was a couple of them kind of whispering, trading notes on something. And he was like, listen, if you those guys don't mind shutting up, because this is the first and last time I'm ever going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, yeah, it's, that's definitely a thing that you never listen to an album. You listen to it so much in the, in the post-production you know, pre-release phase of getting it ready, and then I, I always try and not listen to it for a little while. Yeah, and I suppose it takes a long time to distance yourself from, you know, that bit that you know that not that somebody else played that you you know you just didn't want to exist, but now it's there forever. To kind of it takes a while to be. I, I keep leaning back, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, 
yeah, to kind of be, a, it takes a long time to be objective enough that you can kind of appreciate the song as as, as a whole. Or pre, you know, never mind, you know, appreciate a song, never mind, appreciate the album as, yeah. as a piece of work. So, like sometimes, you know, it's probably you know, there's a reason that other people review albums and other people's opinions and discussions are so much more interesting than the bands themselves because they yeah. don't know what the hell has just happened to them. It's, it's like <laughs> in the middle of like post traumatic stress. Yeah. Um, no objectivity. Um, so you know, yeah, I think it's kind of. I, I think it's. I enjoy hearing other other people's interpretations of our songs rather than our own. But there's an interesting thing that also happens when you release a couple of albums is because in the first couple of albums, say the, your first album, the balance of intensity that you put into the release and what it means and what people think of it and what you think of it is there's a huge intensity around that, and the the writing the album can often be like. Hey, put a mic here. I've got a thing, you know. And it, often the thought and process into that, while you think it's, you know, it, it it's it's kind of just you doing what you do at the start, you know. And but as it goes on through album, the in, huge intensity gets to the recording, and then yeah. because that's the thing, if you get if you're lucky enough to get to release five albums, by the time you get to your fifth album, you have a generally a pretty good idea of what you want to do. You mm. have a style that you want to kind of. Um, realize maybe you have ideas that you want to put across you have stories whatever so there's a huge amount of intensity in that and then when it gets to this part it feels like you know like yeah. you know 10 years ago me in the interview was like I would like to say these five points and why these <laughs> things are important <laughs> I would also you know you know what I mean like, you, I you, like you care like, a lot about yeah, what you say now yeah. I'm like ask me a question I will tell you what the <laughs> fuck happened <laughs> you know I suppose the first time in the studio yeah you don't kind of know how any of it works and it's sort of not that it sort of, it, it happens to you, but there's a little bit of that that you're kind of just going. Somebody guide me, okay? I know yeah. the red light is on. Is I'm scared. Good? Anyone? You know when? Yeah. When is when is is that the right take? Is that, and you know, actually, I still can be a bit like yeah, that sometimes. Well, but but there's it. definitely you know your confidence grows with each one, and you have a much stronger sense of you're creating you're curating the piece of work, and you know you know you have a vision of what you want, and a bet you know you've heard enough versions of what you do that you don't like to have yeah, a better yeah, idea of yeah. kind of like okay, this is what I, I think Delorento should sound like now, and now it's obviously slightly different to what. Ross and Kieran and Neil think and hence the battles but that's all part of it if we don't have those battles it's shit okay well we're going to force you into doing exactly what you were saying you don't want to do and actually talk about the album in some sort of depth in a couple of minutes time but first of all let's like let's go back it's what about three and a half years since Night Pinot Light yep yeah and I have to say people keep saying that to us and uh, in a kind of funny way it didn't it definitely didn't feel like that because you know we we license you know we're independent band but we, we Every album has released, been released differently. With I think every album has been released with different people as well, right. um, and in different territories. And you know, so the last um, one we released was you know we licensed it to Universal and then you know licensed it to all their. I don't want to get too technical, but those are the little smaller territories. Yeah. Um, I don't mean smaller, but individual territories. Otherwise known as countries. <laughs> countries. <laughs> territories is yeah. a novice thing. I apologize. It's <laughs> 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 like a South American uh, dictator at this yeah. point. It's just like, yeah, we rolled across yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> I'm playing Risk. the only rock star with a chindia strategy. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so our strategy... What, no, but you release it in different countries. And what, basically what you do is then you go and, and you get, give them an individual bit of time. So... Ireland, we released 2000, end of 2014. Spain started 2015. End of t- 2015 was um, uh, Mexico. And then uh, the next... Yeah, it was Germany. 2016 was Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Okay, Netherlands. so you've kind so, of been releasing the album for yeah. two years. But what happened, with that, bit, yeah. what happened with that was weird because then when, by the time we got around to 2016, people were like, this album is from two years ago. Here's a review like from two years ago. So then people were less... 
it was funny yeah that's kind of weird because of the situation that we're in that we sort of you know you kind of had to almost prove yourself in each territory to get released in the next one <laughs> but the fact you know because of the internet and everything those that you know other, everybody knows that it's been existed in the world for yeah, a period of time right. so you can't kind of fool anybody about that and kind of say well well you know this is a, this is a new album when it's actually two years old and every you know everybody except possibly the labels say, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're like I don't know if this is really cool or if we can get too excited about this even though because of you know contractual obligations you know we haven't been able to watch your videos on YouTube for two years even though they're you know they're available in Ireland and the UK um, <laughs> it's so, weird it's, it felt like an old, kind of an old school doing, doing things and, I and we didn't want to do that this time so and maybe because the industry is in such flux you yes. still have that kind of so, confusion between kind of new ways and old ways of doing things well I should know? say I mean like just sorry to interrupt you, but we were just discussing before you came in uh, Father John Misty this week with yeah. his album leaking. I mean, does your heart yeah. just go out to that oh, bloke yeah. in that situation? Well, totally. Because did you know something weird that we had to do in this album? Is that we had to uh, kind of code the album title. So we, like, we put them on SoundCloud, but SoundCloud's apparently so easily hackable that we had to code the titles of the, 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 all the names of the songs by taking out a vowel. Or, I did see that. Yeah, I was and wondering. So, yeah, because as soon as your t- track titles go up online, which they do on iTunes or whatever, someone can retro hack it. I don't fucking know. I thought you were just being artistic. It was yeah. like no, a Bonnie someone can, just, someone can just find it. All they need to do is find, break into Del Rentos and break into the, and then they have the whole album. Yeah. So then you have to like do this thing. And it's just like, I'm like, God, like, like it's so fragile, all this, you know, stuff, you know, like we want to be able to release it properly. We yeah. want to be able to have it so there's a launch gate. We ha- want to have it so there's a, yeah, like a build a up and excitement. Like and listening and party and so, like, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, like for, for Father John Misty, he has all those, you know, all your plans and all the things that you've suddenly, the whole world knows about it. Yeah. And you're like, but okay, it's so sh- it's how do I go about it now? Yeah, like because you work so hard, like, you know, this album could have been released at the end of last year, but, you know, I was... Um, you know, family stuff, road family mm. stuff. So, we, we, you know, it just made sense for it to hold off a little bit. And also it becomes, we just started releasing it at the start of the year. So everything feels like fresh this year. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And, and it's nice that way. And, you know, th- there's a bit of focus on it that maybe we would have been a bit scattier beforehand. As I say, we're, lives are a bit more complicated. Sure. But like, you know, so we've been building up to this date, you know, and so you plan gigs and tours and stuff around it and it's like it's exciting for us you know <laughs> to be able to show people this you when know? you're sort of independent you don't have necessarily the ability to turn on the sixpence and go oh no let's, let's actually throw the hundred million at it this week instead <laughs> yeah. of you know let's bring it forward three weeks <laughs> yeah. that hundred million just isn't there um, so yeah if you kind of like Where our, plan, our plans yeah, we, we should just was try and there, find that hundred million yeah. was there a particular affirmation with the two Whelan's gigs that you've just done because they seem to be judging by like social media chatter and that kind of stuff they seem to be like home runs and yeah it was like, great Special gigs, yeah. The whole, yeah, the whole, yeah. the whole Irish tour was like um, the fact. That, yeah, there's it, there is a little bit of a fear factor when you haven't, you know, when you've been away for a while, and the fact that all the shows sold out. And I think that yeah, maybe like, like you know, for us, the fact you know, there's the apprehension, but that is creates a great sense of kind of you know, really good energy and um, a lot of adrenaline. And I suppose uh, yeah, the fact that everybody, you know, us and fans of the band if they missed the fact that we weren't playing yeah. was a really nice thing you know so maybe we just won't do any more shows that's it yeah, we might do another one in 2020 yeah. <laughs> but no it's like uh, you know yeah uh, like we put a lot into uh, sort of making them good because I think you know we try and put thought into everything we do it's something that I think that we've always done so the gigs we you know talked about the set list loads and you know tried to make it so it felt like you know, we could just kind of enjoy it, you know. And, and at every gig, 
I definitely didn't do it in the first on the first tour I was like yeah a tour of UK no problem great you know uh, this is what you're supposed to do in a band of course uh, we're, we're playing with the Arctic Monkeys oh well then great that's that that's you know yeah. I feel like you know now everything that good that happens because I know like I've been doing it for a while I, I just try and take a step back and kind of go this is cool you know and yeah. and like playing a song the other night a new song and you know we kind of told you know you know told people the words before and we're just for fun and got them to sing it with us like and I was just standing there like and it was just a real kind of cool moment you know and we're lucky that we get to kind of live our lives through that kind of creativity and we get to have those kind of moments because you know I think I've probably said it before in an interview but like we have friends who you know great people but they don't do a lot of creative stuff and they never get the experience of someone you know having that reaction to something that you've made you know and to be able to do that is really is amazing so uh, I suppose don't take as, it for as well like in the process of making the album it was a drawn out process process it was a tough process and there were times when I'm sure each of us was thinking actually are we going to get get to the end you know because this is just too difficult I'm having to you know wait too long for somebody to get back to me about something or that kind of thing and you kind of think yeah. will, will it actually happen so I think we're just not that we're really grateful that it, obviously we're very grateful that it's done and it's not that everything else is a bonus but there's definitely a, a healthier attitude and a healthier appreciation of just the fact that we're able to do it and I suppose maybe like as you're saying kind of to be able to, to announce shows in kind of a low-key way and for to get such a great response is definitely something you're like it's another one of those things you just think well we're really lucky that you know our audience has is is still there for us and still is still excited you know to to hear what we have to say I suppose. well i suppose let's talk about true surrender and uh let's start with the first single that we heard from the album it was called uh, in darkness we feel our way quick reminder should history talking Kieran about you know we kind of think about everything now and and you know it's quite a deliberate process at this point I suppose uh was this a very intentional first single from the record yeah a little bit see it kind of represented something for us because around 2015 we went in with the batch of songs that was going to make up the uh, fifth album and we recorded we went there was a vineyard in Spain we went and recorded it there Uh, well, nice. It was like that. It was, Jesus, just drop that in there. What's yeah. wrong with Sun Studios down the road, mate? Well, yeah. Well, we had four days off in Spain, and uh, 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 actually, uh, uh, a festival owner called uh, uh, Sonorama, is the name of the festival, um, came to us and said, "If you want to have some days off, so that's where we chose to do it." And he had a, a winery, and uh, he had um, thanks, Javier, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Javier. And uh, he said, "You know," he said, "Do you want to come here?" So we said, "Yes." Can I jump ahead now? If this story ends up with none of the tracks ended up being used. <laughs> yeah, no, well. Te- funny, te- funny you should say that. Yeah. But anyway, what happened was we went in with the kind of, like, 
think 15, 16 songs that, yeah. And so, but there was a song in the middle of it, um, called In Darkness We Feel Our Way. And when we came out of the, um, that process and we had all these demos, um, we just felt like that they were, they were good, but I think, I don't know, they didn't chime with sort of where we were. And I think, in a funny way, and I, it was, I, I don't know if it was serendipity or just the way it happened or just the way our lives are, I think we're all going through that kind of funny uh, period in our lives where we're moving out of, you know, the kind of, you know, young adult phase into the, like, responsibility Actual phase. Actual grown-up phase. Actual, yeah. like, oh, I have to pay for this, <laughs> you know, and uh, what? I need it's to get my teeth done coming. every year. Yeah. Or, oh, who takes the bins out when, yeah, I, when I go to, to go to the bin We can't stay in your forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you actually have to, like... We tried. Real, yeah. You know, real life shit starts happening. So, you know, we're all in that phase of, like, like kind of working that out, you know, that happens. And um, so the songs, In Darkness, you feel already just rep- kind of felt like that thing, you know? Yeah. So then what happened was, you know, it wasn't like we sat down one day and got all the CDs and threw them in a large fire and then, you know, danced around <laughs> drinking wine, I presume. <laughs> um, but what we happened def- was... We definitely didn't do that. Definitely didn't do that. <clears throat> but what did happen was we kind of said, one, you know, bit by bit, we kind of, this isn't right, you know. And then we started writing again. And that was a really scary process because, like, we're an independent band, so... If you if you don't go with the fifteen songs that are sitting right there, and you could just get, polish them up, <laughs> yeah. and they could be your album, if you decide not to do that, and you decide to write another album or just continue writing, then you might be not on the road for a year. You might not be, you know, playing gigs and seeing people and being operating as a band. It's not just might you're not because we yeah. like we'd done enough. Like we it night becomes like we toured it for long enough. There's only so, you know, you have to do justice to the songs to be able to like represent them properly and in yeah. a true way every night and I think we you know we played enough times that that intention is you know personally speaking there's a point when you kind of you lose something an intention maybe behind the the shows um, I think you and need to take a step back and refer, you know you need to to keep you know we play ideas that we want to express so you need to like it had been too long going you know just be, being out and playing, and you like, we need to take a to take a proper step back and to reflect and to 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 write some songs so we can go out and perform how we're feeling now, yeah. right, you know. Mm. But that's important because the thing that happens a little bit with us is that rightly or wrongly, we can be a bit intense about the music stuff, you know, and then you kind of you kind of try and get the payoff with that by enjoying the gigs and like having you know, like experiences with the gigs. And yeah. what happens is if you stop getting excuse me bloody cans but <laughs> if you stop getting the experiences with it then you start to be a bit careless with the gigs I think and maybe you know you don't practice as much because you know it all and maybe you you know maybe drink a bit more when you're playing or you know y- you just start to find other ways to to feel the gigs I know that there was definitely gigs that we played in Spain that maybe you know we were in the dressing room watching stuff on the TV and drinking beforehand, like seconds before we went on stage, like football yeah. or something, you know. And it, it ends up you, you don't ever want to get to the point where you're not f- feeling it. It's like it's happening and you're just there. Yeah. So uh, there came a point where we needed to have a new set. We needed to have new songs, as, as, as Rose said, and so we needed to 
you know, have those songs. So yeah, so the thought of doing those fifteen songs for the next three years was scarier than the thought of having to start afresh. It was just yeah. like, you know, we need something we can. Commit but as well, to like you go, you go to, is, you, yeah. you, know, you go to, to Holland or whatever, and like like we did, and you're, you know, it's like two years since yeah. you've been playing, and you're like, here's our new song from our new album, and that's like, you know. <clears throat> And then you play the song, but you've also tweaked the song a couple yeah. of times, and you can't exactly remember how you could have to listen to the album to know exactly how to do it. You know, like mm. for example, I just I was listening back to something for these gigs. Uh, there was a lyric I couldn't remember, and everybody else gets wet. And I went back and went, "Oh, I've been singing a different lyric for <laughs> two and a half years." Because what happened was I, you know, I like I, you know, it evolved slightly over a tour, and then the next tour, you know, it's like Chinese whispers. Yeah, like Chinese whispers. So yeah. So then what happened was In Darkness You Feel Away stood out on this kind of of this batch of songs and yeah like then we started to get excited by like the songs that we started to get excited by started to replace the other ones very quickly right. and then it suddenly we suddenly on the board that we have all our songs there was nothing from that album which was mad and uh, so then it all came together with the kind of same kind of world of this this you know this fearfulness you know this Anxiety, this kind of um, reality, I suppose, of the lives that we, were, we we have, which is like, and life is complex. It's it's full of joy. It's full of excitement. It's full of like amazingly beautiful stuff. It's also got stress in it and questioning. And sometimes there isn't answers to those yeah, questions, yeah. and that's difficult to to. That affects how you write a song then, because some songs are like, "I like this girl. We went for a dance. I'm with her now. Isn't it amazing?" And you know, I think that's a razor light song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <We're> perfect, yeah. <laughs> you know, but whatever. There's a resolution. Here's the little box, and like, so to step outside that kind of writing, it can be a little bit scary as well. Because yeah. you know, yeah. I yeah. mean, the other thing that kind of struck me on this album is a song like "In Darkness We Feel Our Way." I felt sometimes it was the same. That I, I guess you know they are sort of like you know pretty versatile in how you can apply them and i guess that would make sense because i mean you said that it was kind of a transitory period in terms of like your family lives and you know growing up mm. in general which mm. i guess does actually make working together as a band all the more difficult because obviously everything in, that changes in your own life Completely. is probably just moving you slightly apart right exactly yeah yeah um so that was a difficult thing um, that you don't necessarily like I, i'd love to say that we sort of you know we found this new direction and you know we all you know, like you know we're totally on the same page and we're like you know this is how it's going to go and we planned it all out but like in reality there were times when you know individuals were kind of you know where we might meet up for you know for, for you know for a couple of weeks which for us is a massive thing yeah, you know is, which, which for, we were used to be in each other's pockets but you know, maybe even a month might go by um, and you're working on something you know some, somebody could just write a write a whole song themselves and kind of bring a finished song that they're like does anybody, you know, I don't know how I feel about it, you know, it, will anybody like this? And other people are, are thinking, what, you know, this is a good song, but I haven't had any part in this, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it was, but, you know, it where, was weird, where, yeah. where am I going to, where, what is my part in this? And even, you know, that continued right up until the studio, you know, into the studio where we were sort of, you know, <laughs> playing bits and we had like, you know, lots of different types of recordings and different demos and we're, you know, listening to it or thinking about you know because obviously we like to track as much stuff live together as we can and you know <laughs> listening to it and um you know i might be playing a sort of a, a guitar part and it was actually you know ross had you know ross had actually recorded uh, you know whatever the 
the part was at home on the demo himself he, and he you know the stop or somebody like you know be Tommy who was producing the album would sort of say oh, uh, Ross is just in here he said actually you know it doesn't actually go like that um, <laughs> or that's not the right you're not using the right sound and it's I would sort of you know those, those kind of moments of tension where you're sort of thinking okay well okay I get that or you know but you know I'm making you know this is Down my the fucking play <laughs> well yeah you know there was there's a, a lot of that and kind of you know but normally a lot of that kind of back and forth and kind of arguments and letting go would happen in our rehearsal room that kind of throughout you know yeah, the yeah. process but a lot of it like it was the studio was it was more intense and it was still a brilliant process it was maybe one that I, you know I loved it I think I appreciate it more than ever but it was there was a lot of things weren't you know weren't I ironed out I and people finding yeah. their <laughs> finding their place like you know we had, was, there was so much tense, less yeah. like there's so much less guitars which is weird on this yeah, album yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. so like you know, there's two yeah, for like or for times. myself, and a lot of kind of glorious synths as well. Yeah. So for, for myself and Kieran, you're sort of you thinking, okay, well, you know, there might have been songs that are thinking, well, there's only you know, there's only one guitar part on this yeah. song that we've just added in between us because we, you know, because yeah. there's no. Exactly. Exactly. I, 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 I just want to do something. And I got guys. this new <laughs> guitar and I want to use it, but like there was a bit of that. You sort of think, well, so standing there, Steve Vai, double-sided necks. Come on, guys, I'm gonna get a solo here. But like, yeah, so the process was different and weird. Um, but one of the main things that happened was, you know, we were halfway through the writing of the album, the, you know, True Surrender, as it happened. And we started to kind of be clearly what it is, you know. And we still had a couple of the songs that could have fitted in. Um, and that process then meant that when we did decide which songs went on, it was the ones that we all collectively kind of felt, you know. Yeah. Mm. So we all wrote, went off and wrote our, our own worlds and, you know, we all write. So uh, that works. But there was the ones that, Kind of where we all came together was the ones that chimed with all of us, and so it was funny. It really brought a kind of a, um, a to get like a, a a theme to the album, a togetherness, and a lot of it is for us. I mean, you know, you don't want to be too prescriptive with the meanings of songs for people, but um, for a lot of it, it was you know that feeling of of fear and impending fear, and 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 a change in, in us and a, and a, a growth in our lives or whatever. Yeah. And then what would that mean? And then there was songs like. You know, uh, just like everybody else, and in darkness you feel our way. And islands, which are like the answer to that, it's like, well, you know, life is complicated, life is difficult, life is brilliant, life is amazing, life is hard. But you know, you just have to live it. You know, yeah. And so it was like a, it was like a comfort thing, it was like a reminder thing, you know, for us to do that. And I, you know, like something like stormy weather, like I really connected with. Ro wrote that and brought it, and I like there was something about, you know, sometimes the good thing about our band is that the songs you can both be a, you can both be you can have distance with the, the writer mm. and you can also be a part of the song you know right, right, right. sure so yeah. I can go oh geez, I think you really did a really good job in that role and I can also if someone says I love that song you can go so you're a fan much. you're a fan of me <laughs> <laughs> his biggest fan yeah I'm I've mean, been in a band with you. <laughs> I think you're pretty okay. He needs that vindication yes. now that he's out of the studio. Yeah. You know, like it's, this is a studio of love. But like, without so. being over analytical it. about it, I mean, I guess like because oh, let's be over analytical. Yeah. Come on, come. Let's, let's, because, because let's like, turn this into a genius let's song. Just, uh, let's let's just, just be like, analytical. Yeah, because I've kind of interviewed you guys before. Like, I do know your kind of like your process of kind of like you know like working on songs individually and then bringing them to the group yeah. and stuff. Mm. But like a song like sometimes, for instance, I think people will definitely apply it to the band itself in yeah. terms of the support and the struggle and the sort of themes that it addresses okay. there. Weirdly, I wouldn't necessarily have picked that one right in that way, but I get what you're saying. 
I'm, I'm, but like, do 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 you kind of recognise the fact that you know you can write from a personal point of view, mm. of course, oh, well. mm. but at the end of the day, this is Delorentos as mm. such, and especially when it's kind of about you know sort of things that are happening in your private life and family life and stuff mm. like that, it is probably going to be, be viewed through a very different. Well, lens. there's a fierce communal vibe to a lot of what you guys have done up until this point, and including on this album. And I was saying how like with tracks like Stormy Weather and even Am I Done, and sometimes like mm. like I I I find your songs very easy to project onto and yeah. as the guys will tell you um, I'm a hopeless romantic wistful <laughs> goofball so I mean I don't know what this says oh. about your music but <laughs> well yeah our, our um, gnome names are hope, hopeless romantic goofball and no, but the thing the thing, the thing <laughs> gnome names our gnome names when we're hanging out with Cinderella everyone has a gnome name right <laughs> yeah, that's a thing it is now um, some guard Snow guys and this, this the pure, gnarly gnome that's game. a photo shoot waiting to yeah. happen isn't it you, you can buy you can buy them all at delarentos.bandcamp.com yeah. that is it. figurines that is a way to go I, th- I think yeah. I think if if you know, if you write a song well and the song goes in an album, I guess, then it will connect with other people in the band. And so, you know, because for a song to go in an album, it has to go through our own personal filters, then the band mm. filter. So yeah. it's already gone through. I've already... Several ready, filtration I processes. I to make sure that the lads like it, you know? So, like, I might have brought five or six other songs that, like, I'm like, this this is a good one, this is a good one, you know? And then, but it didn't connect with them. So generally, if it connects with other people in the band and it's got through the pile of songs that you know we've written then it's already something that appeals to other people so it, it kind of has that it, it will have a little bit of that like for example um uh there's a song just like everybody else and i know that yeah. i know that i don't necessarily know that the rest of the bands knew what i was writing about and because i wrote about a really specific incident that happened mm. but I know, I think for yourself, you felt something that I didn't... Yeah, I, I can tell you what I felt. Oh, let's do it. Um, do I now? <laughs> well, I suppose it's that, the, in particular, like we were talking about kind of the, the fact that we felt that separation at times. And you think like, you know, as we as many of us do at certain times, you're going through different points in your lives and you feel like you're the only one who knows what this thing, this particular struggle feels like. I suppose very much in the band context, different stages, different periods over that couple of years, different people are struggling. But I... Like, that whole thing that the, I suppose that shared human struggle that we're all struggling and that's kind of the one thing that we have in common yeah. okay you know various times the struggles are different but we all have them and there's something I guess that was just a really you know that's a, is it gives me a great sense of comfort and release a sort of at least you know like the best thing that we can do as human beings is try and struggle through this thing you know together and make you know maybe we can lighten those burdens a little bit well, that's, you know? yeah that's the thing about this album I mean there is a hopeless rom- romance there but it's not a naive kind of fantastical thing of love it's very hard fought love it's practical it's, it's tea and toast it's that you know <laughs> it's kind of it's, it's the struggles but it's like carving out those like moments of serenity or whatever those kind of glimpses where you're all in it together yeah. it's like it's true you know it's against the odds kind of stuff yeah, yeah. In advance, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. well like, the weird thing about it is I think for me um, like we would never decide on oh, we're going to write this type of album or put rules down we just write songs and then things come together but uh, I do think that um, this album especially feels like it's just hit on where we are like as a, as a band and whether the song is written on its own and brought to the band or whether it was brought early like Islands was brought very early so I basically just had a chorus and me and Ross Ross had very strong opinions on 
how it should flow and we mm. kind of b- bounce things back and forth and back and forth till we kind of felt that like we got what we were trying to say you know mm. whether it's that level or it's something like you know um, Love Me For Who I Am I think which Ross very much like built himself sort of and then we, mm. we kind of came into the process when the song was like together whatever kind of level it was at we knew that we like we didn't want to write something vacuous you know we wanted to push ourselves and I don't like I feel like you know sometimes you know you can when you talk about albums you can either seem like you're you're intentionally you know being bashful or you're intentionally being arrogant you know in a way that doesn't seem real but like I feel like we wanted to write someone something that was as honest and as reflective of who's, who we are as we could and I think that I think I can stand back and say that we did that and, I, and like I'm I'm proud of it you know like I'm I think that I think that we kind of did that and the weird thing about it was I had that feeling reasonably early I was like I think we've done something here you know I think this is special and I and whether or not it chimes with other people and that's 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 another concept that I you know sure. whatever happens mm-hmm. there but I do know that like musically and creatively what we brought to it like I'm just really proud of it like you know and especially in the studio there were times where it was just like oh man that is fucking cool you mm. know and we were sitting on the, you know deep in the like really sunken couch you know with a can <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. going like fuck that sounds there's you a know. lot of gas in this particular beer this <laughs> <is there>. oh, <laughs> it's past <laughs> 10 o'clock is it quick <laughs> do the maybe, motor home like, <laughs> maybe it kind of goes back as well to that kind of like what we're talking about you know playing you know going out and playing the songs and you know for maybe two years and the fact that it has to be that it is you know music for us is a cathartic thing that we got together is like you know four people who liked music but maybe necessarily weren't the best players or whatever no. but that like it has to be uh, and that's what you know when Kieran is saying okay you have the individual filter but then obviously the four of us that it has to be and all, it's, uh, quite often times you can't necessarily articulate why something works or why you like it but it's sort of a guttural thing that it kind of resonates with you um, and I think that's a really important thing for us because of um, and for those who, you know who have seen us live we're not the most polished but live band but it's a very like it's all about expressing ourselves in just a release um and it's a, i suppose there's it's the songs have to be a particular have to have a particular depth and have to be something that we're almost struggling with i i like it causes me a lot of anxiety at times but i like the fact that still i don't quite know what the songs we've written are about that's why I think that it's cool that other people can tell me because I think it's a really important thing that over the next over the next you know however long hopefully we'll be lucky enough if people want to come you know like Mm. the album want to come and see us that we work it out with different audiences every night you know this is what it is tonight or this is what you know um and we'll have those experiences and kind of maybe in two years time we'll sort of say I mean even leaving lyrical analysis to one side um closing track uh, just like everybody else mm. there is something kind of almost celebratory about it towards the end of an album I guess it's maybe closer to what you've previously done perhaps in that terms track. of yeah yeah no I think there's two right. there's two guitars for yeah. a start I mean, yeah. I mean you know yeah. Um, yeah the twin guitar attack yeah <laughs> what, was there something about having that at the end of the record yeah. just as a pressure we, release we, we, of it we, all we kind of talked about it as well that like that was maybe one that we sort of like Oh, should should we have this for that reason? Maybe yeah. like the instrumentation, but like, but the sentiment just felt like that that emotional yeah. release, the cel- the celebratory nature of that, just shared humanity a little bit, and kind of you know, and that sort of I suppose that realization that there is no point of resolution where you're like, yes, I've you know, 
have got to you know level level eight or whatever. Life is complete <laughs> now. Eight, it's, it's, per, it's perfect. You know, you're like, you're like that never happens. Yeah. And that you know, it's not that you, you know, you just get you know. Hopefully, we're getting better at just yeah celebrating the moments that we have along the way and and being more comfortable with the idea that you know that you don't get to a point where everything resolves and is you know well there's only one point when that happens yeah, but, yeah that's, <laughs> another, that's, that's another that's another podcast that'll be album number six piano dirge yeah there is there is a thing with um uh, neil was talking about a group of artists in london that call themselves the amateurs and uh Maybe, maybe yeah, I remember. Too, so yeah. he he was saying that they define themselves by the fact that they're not the professionals. They don't want to be. They want to find the things <laughs> that is you know like to find the kind of truth in the not exactly knowing how to paint or sculpt or whatever they're doing. They do like it's all physical stuff with art, and um, but they want that. And I think I love that concept. You know, like you know, I, you know. Guitar magazine. Do they all live in a warehouse together? Though? Probably. Definitely <laughs> sounds like they <laughs> all live in a warehouse like, together. That, like, you know, the thing with the like justifying yourself about whether you're like, you know, are you a professional? Like, we yeah, yeah, yeah. were having this uh, conversation where, like, we were um, it's like the dr- separation we were of rugby league we and had, rugby like, union all <laughs> over again. We had a, we had a driver. Um, uh, we were playing a festival and um, was was driving us across northern Spain somewhere and was just, you know, he didn't know the band and was kind of asking us, <laughs> asking dude, this. Yeah. He was a friendly guy. He played a lot of status quo. In fact, okay. the same song. It was the yeah. same song. It was in the army now, over and over again. <laughs> but he was kind of asking. He's like, "So you know, because obviously, um, you know, music, the music industry in Spain is very difficult as well to make a living." And he was, you know, he was saying, "What's it like in you know, in Ireland?" Or he's like, "You know, I haven't heard of your band." Or he's like, "Are you know, are you a professional band?" <laughs> and um, he's sort of like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, what do you?" He's like, "Do you do, you know?" He's like, so you're just playing all over the world. He's like, do you do anything else? I was like, well, I, you know, I do a bit of teaching or, you know, curious this or that. Or, and he's like, so you're, so you're not, you're not, you know, you're semi-professional. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, I don't have much heights to lose. But then like, <laughs> I did like shrink a little bit. And like, and that's sort of, well, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but like keying into that thing about professional amateur. And I'm kind of like, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm totally getting into Neil's vibe of, you know, really embracing being an amateur. Because, uh, yeah, um, I think it's kind of cool, like, you know, to think that like you're, you're not saying that you're 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 finished or you're you know you're the finished article or that you know you're this genius sort of thing what you're saying is is like i'm just i'm just using these these instruments and this music to exp- explain where i am and you yeah. know it resonates with people or whatever and I, I think that's cool you know it's pretty good i bet if they've like a plumbing issue though in the warehouse they get a professional to sort, <laughs> it. No, to sort that out when they're all living together i want to i want to set the record straight here before we do anything else just you know like tell me what side of the coin you land on are you, are you a sunday leaguer or are you, prefer, are you <laughs> uh, where are you at do you like the guy <laughs> do you feel that the guy should be professional i feel though like overall i mean like i, th- I think everything that you kind of said here today and everything like that's on the record like it's it's Delarento's to me uh, from the first time I interviewed you guys when I had no prep done whatsoever and was one of the most enjoyable interviews I ever did. I was on, <laughs> I was an amateur. I, I, in many ways, I still am. Uh, but I mean, like, there's a truth to what you do. I think you're a band that likes to stay true true to yourselves and like obviously individually that kind of comes together as a collective. And that in itself can be a bit of a cliche and it can be a bit of a kind of a you know hagiography of if I was writing about you in 45 years, who knows? Mm. But ultimately, I think it is true. I think there is a sincerity there. I think it does come through. I don't think you can fake that conviction. I think True Surrender speaks to that. And I mean, like, so, you, you know, well done. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, you're right, here. Lads. Be proud. Yeah. Uh, and also, okay, so the album drops April 27th. We know that. We're going to drop it. <laughs> like it's hot. Uh, like molten lava. Yeah. Mm. And you are headlining the Olympia. 
in November. November tenth. Right? Right? It's a Saturday, so that's good. Oh, it's a nice big night out. It's a good, yeah, it's a good cool. night to go out. And I was, I was just, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like. You know, people are going to be sitting in the boxes. You know, they've got boxes. I was like, I've been there. They're like, but they're going to like, they're going to pay for the boxes, and they're going to like to see like. And I was like, oh, okay. You're, no, you're no, no, no amateurs. <laughs> we, we were just about to discuss not paying for the boxes, but we'll come back to that in a second. Oh, oh, my. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I've asked Kieran for like guest list of two shows that I haven't gone to. Now, yeah. So third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Yeah. yeah. This is great, fellas. Best of luck with the album. It is so called Tree Surrender. No, no, hold on. Wait a second. Man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you've heard what we think about the album. Now I would like to hear how many tissues it t- took you to get through the pain, the heartbreak. Colin looking at me uh, across the table. <laughs> the love, the the the, the pain. You know, well, you're the, the wistful the romantic here. I am, yes. Uh, well, I will say the first time I threw it on, like uh, I was in a particularly difficult place, and oh. uh, yeah, it was, it was reflective. And as I say, I mean, like. I was able to project myself onto it. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of Little Sparks. I know Craig is as well. Yeah, um, you know, as we all know, the reason you won the Choice Music Prize is, of course, Craig. Oh, Craig yeah, all down to me. <laughs> so, so you were on the panel. For I was, yeah. so yeah. Ask him anything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Now's your chance. No, that's cool. I mean, yeah. like, the choice was a, 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 it was a good night. Yeah. Was, yeah, you know, Craig, it, Craig's enjoying this far more than when we were talking. It was, was a good night. It was a really short night. We were like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we're traveling yeah. to like America the next about five hours later. We were like in Dublin yeah. Airport, going over to was a, the United bad. States. But like that, what happened with the so, choice? It was in great. A small way it was a, uh, a real sort of, you know, it was a, a thing that gave us confidence that we were doing kind of on the right thing, and like little things like that of look, looking enough to happen along the way, and it sure. gives you, it gives you t- confidence to go. Yes, we, there will be people to, if it's good, people will be there to hear it, you know. But there's a, there's a really good, um, well, I don't know if it's a great photo, but a, a humorous photo, like the photo of us from the night. Because they take the like, photographs because early like, in the day. We talk about like the honesty of us. We're not particularly like, <laughs> we present ourselves every album. We need to have a theme. At least, you know, if there was no theme in the album, we need to at least have a theme dress wise or something, you know, we all wear dresses. dresses. Yeah, I mean, but uh, like, we all look like we're from completely different worlds. I have a weird fisherman's <laughs> Gansey on me. Um, Ross has a kind of a, 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 a one of those paisley shirts, like with little kind of dragony things in different colours. Nice, you know, nice. I'm wearing just like a jumper. Neil's <laughs> <laughs> dressed like Dalek. Those are those ramshackle bunch. See, like I said, true to, true to yourselves, guys. Yeah. 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 The problem is, we're like each individual is true to themselves. That's the problem. But like you know, it doesn't yeah. You know, Take the red, the others into account. Yeah, you're not quite the Ram- Ramones you. or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's, it's still holding together, but like, like if tensions are going to come to the fray, well, I mean, if you're going to break up on anything, break up on this episode of No Encore, yeah. like, <laughs> or at least an episode of No Encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swing yeah. Away yeah. when and things are like, yeah. dissolved. Can we have like a little two minute segment at the end? Why don't you use break up at one of our gigs? Oh yeah, we could do that. I suppose if we did dissolve the podcast, we'd have to from the box. We'd probably have to. We'd probably have to come back with a different kind of show maybe some kind of wacky morning show let's, let's discuss that perhaps yes let's uh, that but out. I guess to wrap up uh, as for my own angst which you of course did inquire um, much like with, uh, with, with the Della Rentes albums that I, that, that I quite like and the songs that I very much love uh, I'm glad that they're out there in the world and yes. I'm able to connect to them the way that I do yes, yeah so absolutely and I mean that and I mean like to be fair as Kieran knows I, I remind him often enough I was very dismissive of Della Rentes back in the day yep. without, without ever <laughs> listening yeah, to yeah, you yeah. I that was very quick yet <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it really stings yeah. man the arms no, no, the arms are now folded. Yeah. No, the can it's has fine. been resealed. Yeah, the plastic no, cover, like, but over. language is intense right now. Mm. Well, no, I mean, uh, I mean, those legs are crossed in your direction. Just, uh, you can't me, see that. This, this, I can't. A, f- a friend of mine. So are mine. Relax, you really. 
um, Fred said uh, that uh, he loved the album. He's like, man, I hope people listen to this. And I was like, oh shit, well, I hope people listen to it too. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Like it's like you know, you put an album out and you put so much into it, and and yeah, that's what you want. You want it. To, you want people to hear it. You want people to share it, and it'll you know connect with some people, and that would be fucking great. You know. Yeah. Well, April twenty seventh. Get out there, listeners, and vote. Vote once, vote often <laughs> for, for True Surrender. Delarentos, thank you very, very much for coming thank in. Thank you. Clapping. That was Delarentos as part of your beloved No Encore podcast. And that concludes this kind of bonus but actual official episode. Don't get confused if you're keeping mm-hmm. score at home. This was episode 110. Craig and Colin, thanks very much. Thank no you. Bother. Always appreciated. We'll be back in three days' time. A few days' time, yeah. But yeah. we're staying here now. I'm very confused with where we are. Is oh, this episode... Well, our next episode will feature <laughs> another band. We're going to have Super Extra Bonus Party on board. That's right. Ahead of their support slot for the Go Team and their headliner in the Bellow Bar. They're an excellent band. They're back from the dead, and we're very happy to resurrect them in studio. But that won't be a Super Extra Bonus episode. It It'll will be, not. No. It will be episode 111. Okay, I'm back triple on Triple one. Yeah. Triple one, guys. I'm going to make triple one happen. That's right. It's dropping that this Friday, the 27th, the same as True Surrender. So uh, go buy the album. Go listen to our episode. Buy the podcast. It, it's not. It's, it's free. Send it's me free. money. All right. Talk to you soon. Hi, my name is Dave Hanready. This has been No Encore. There'll be No Encore. This is Delarentos with In The Moment.
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is Peacock. I love it! It's streaming your favorite shows, movies, live sports, breaking news, exclusive originals. It's The Office. That's what she said. Chrisley knows best. It's going to be Todd's Way or the Highway. And Peacock original shows like Punky Brewster. Holy mackinole. So whether you're in the mood for every live WWE pay-per-view or every episode of Law & Order SVU, Peacock's got you covered. Peacock. Watch for free. Upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.